this episode, Nick continues his chat with Laurie Levy on whales, kangaroos, ducks, and the importance of volunteers in saving wildlife. We worked on a whale rescue policy in Tasmania, which was the first one. Yeah. The federal government also came up with their own whale rescue policy. And and we sat in on the Victorian one as well. We were asked to... So they have got policies. And they have got policies, yeah. They've had policies since basically 1983. And would the West Australia one be contravening when they say people stay away, wouldn't that, shouldn't they know that the number one thing is get help? Well, I think probably the whale rescue po- policies sit in filing cabinets. Okay. And when you've got new people coming into the department, they, they don't, don't read get, them. They don't know about them. And they don't know about it. So and they find out later what to do next time. Well, we, uh, Neil Bethune and I have just started up the whale rescue centre. Cause we became redundant in 1988 because state governments... Uh, yeah. were very good at rescuing whales. Mm. There was no need for us to be there. Mm. But because of what happened in Tasmania last year and over in Western Australia not long ago, we've started up the Whale Rescue Centre again. Oh, good. So how do we find that? Can we put that on the... Um, have you, is it a website or something? We're, we're just building a website now. Perfect. Well, I'll yeah. get your web address. Yes. <laughs> Might be able to help you there. We'll host yeah. it for you. Yeah, no, terrific. So then after Wales was, did you, did you have a week's holiday maybe before you took on the next project or how did it work? No, you don't get opportunities. But you do see a lot of the country on, yeah. your, on your working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so were you doing many things at the same time? In it was at the eighties by then when well, you done uh, the yeah. Whaling came to an end in Australia in nineteen eighty, and we started rescuing whales in the nineteen in nineteen eighty one, and Neil Bethune and I had resigned from Channel Nine just to work on issues that we wanted to work on. So during the eighties, about eighty two or about 81, we became aware of kangaroos that were being shot up at Oyen on on a farm. Was it harvesting or was it just shooting? Shooting. For fun or...? Uh, You know, a lot of farmers in those days Mm. always complained about kangaroos being on their property and they were Mm. claiming they were coming from the national park that wasn't far away. And the Sun newspaper did a big coverage of it. Neil Bethune and I managed to see the footage that was shot by a television channel upon upon that farmer's property. And, and it was in Oyen. Uh, we were pretty shocked when we saw the footage because the two farmers were shooting from the back of a tray truck and every time they wounded a kangaroo, they would either run over it in, in an attempt to kill it or they would jump out and use a knife to cut the kangaroo's throat. But the part that that really made us angry was when they were cutting the throats of the wounded kangaroos, the farmers were laughing mm. and enjoying it. Mm. So we Blood got lust. Yeah, we got we got a copy of the footage. We gave it to the RSPCA and Hugh Worth was at the RSPCA at the time. I remember him, yeah. And they prosecuted the two farmers for cruelty. Mm. And there'd never been a, a prosecution 
for, for cruelty to kangaroos ever. Mm. And uh, and it went up, it, it went to court up near Oyen uh, and uh, both farmers were found guilty and they got a fine, that was about all. But the farmers refused to pay the fine and they went to jail for two weeks. And the good thing that happened after that, because of the media coverage again, all the other farmers around the area was were complaining about the court case because they were worried that they would get prosecuted for sh- killing kangaroos. So a lot of the kangaroo shooting stopped for quite some time, came back later. But also, um, Neil was working on a a film series for SBS television. It was uh, uh, called Women of the Sun, about, and it was a magnificent series. Yeah. And, and it was about Indigenous mm. women in Australia before Captain Cook had arrived, mm. and, and they needed costumes. And so they... and, and a friend of the costume designer said, I'll get you the costumes. And he went out and illegally shot a hundred kangaroos. And so we put that into the hands of the Department of Conservation. And uh, the costume designer was prosecuted, but she only got a slap over the wrist. She refused to name uh, the shooter who did the, who got the costumes for her, which were kangaroo skins. And, and uh, of course, both Neil and I were black banned from the film industry for never working there again. Oh, uh, so was that the first time you had been got into trouble? No, it's not the first. <laughs> it wasn't the last. <laughs> but but like, it's those things that happen, and you're classified as a whistleblower, which makes it hard to get work. Mm. Uh, and that's one of the difficult things. But we couldn't let both of those incidents go. Mm. without doing something about it and we did something about it but you also pay a a huge price at the end of it Mm. and you live with that and the slaughtering of kangaroos goes on today but I remember in the late 70s driving across the Nullarbor Plains and if you didn't have a rhubar they called them on the front of your car you were crazy and we were driving at night time because it was so hot during the day the car was overheating and the red big beautiful red kangaroos yeah. littered on the side of the road yeah and fast forward i saw a friend of ours that um when a croc came back from the nullarbor uh, last year or so and uh, we said how how's the kangaroos on the road just because that's my memory of it yeah. you know Nullab- yeah. the nullarbor oh, has those kangaroos he goes oh, they don't even have kangaroos around the nullarbor <laughs> they're all being shot out yeah. yeah they're not there anymore yes in one generation yeah gone yep Yes. And the red kangaroo, it's really sad. Yeah, know? the red kangaroo's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. It has been for 30 years now, 40 years now. So you got involved in sort of instances, but no sort of set up, didn't set up any sort of program or, or group like you have with ducks later on or with the kangaroos? Well, we, we, we've never been a big group. We've, yep. we've always per, preferred to work. Uh, as a small group mm. and instead of being uh, classified as an animal rights group or I've, I've always seen the work we've done is just we're just a small media like a company command, commander 
Yeah. <laughs> and and with, with the duck campaign, um, putting together a rescue team mm. gave, you, gave, gave you the opportunity to go out, keep birds away from the guns by carrying long poles with flags on, because if you're out there with the shooters and you've got long poles and you're waving them and you've got brightly coloured flags, for instance, the birds can see the flags mm. where they can't see the shooters and they'll the, the, the birds will turn away from the flags so the shooters won't be shooting anything. Mm. Plus bringing out wounded birds and illegally shot protected and threatened species. Uh, the, the campaign, as I said, took off very quickly. It's dangerous out there because you've got guys with guns. We had a, a, a rescuer shot in the face in 2011 at Lake Bull Oak in northwest Victoria and she had nine pellets in her face. She was extremely lucky because at close range... So it was close range? It, well, it wasn't at close range oh, and that, that was the, could have blown her face. the good thing. But yeah. at the close range, her face would have... Yeah. Um, but she had nine pellets. Uh, two of them were, were either side of her eyes. She was just extremely lucky that she wasn't killed or blinded. And that was a shock to us. Of course, she was rushed down to the Horsham Base Hospital where a lot of the pellets were taken out. But nobody was ever charged over it. Did they not know who did it? Well, I don't know whether... They look too closely at it. But it seems amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. And because uh, that was reported on at the time. Uh, it was on the front page on the Sunday after the opening. Uh. Uh, it was uh, Sunday morning. It was on the front page of the Sunday Herald. Yeah. And also it ran on all the television channels the night before. Yeah. And look, you know, I remember down the crew club in the late 70s, half the crew club used to go off on long weekend in mm. March and go duck shooting. Yeah. And they were just, they were a big drinking lot and they were taking all their grog with them. Yeah. And I, I've seen photos of yeah. what they got up to, you know, and it was just out of control, wasn't it? And yep. probably, yep. Well, the, that was in the 70s and you were saying in the 80s it was yep. even yep. maybe bigger. Yeah, well, we when we first started going to Lake Bull Oak, we started the campaign in 1986 by starting out down at Geelong, but Lake Bullock was always considered the cowboy wetland of Victoria, mm. and we started going there in 1989. There were 10,000 shooters on that one wetland, mm. and most of the shooters were using semi-automatic or pump-action shotguns. Mm. And, and, of course, those weapons weren't banned until after the Port Arthur tragedy. Mm. Uh, and there's an activity that goes on. It's just a normal activity. It is, yeah. And what you always need is for other people to go in and challenge that activity mm. to say this isn't a normal activity. Mm. And and people come on side very quickly. Mm. And, and our rescue team, uh, we've got a great rescue team. I mean, they just go into action. They know what to do. Uh, but, but, but it's because of their courage and commitment uh, and all the media coverage that public support is for not shooting. It, public opinion is opposed to duck shooting. Mm. And that's why it's been banned in three states, you, you know, uh, uh, Western Australia in 1990, New South Wales in 1995 and Queensland 
in 2005 and Peter Beatty was the Premier uh, and he said at the time he put his media release out banning duck shooting that Queensland was now the smart state for looking after its native water birds. And Western Australia and Queensland are ahead of Victoria but yeah. it's been obviously heavily political in Victoria and you've obviously tried and you've been and you've had a lot of pushbacks and I imagine I mean I think yeah, you even yeah. went you well, went for government yourself once didn't you? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, well I stood for the Democrats in in 1988 and, and it gives you the chance to go to business meetings as a candidate and and of course we were promoting nature-based wetlands tourism mm. get rid of the duck shooters I mean the, the Kerrang Ramsar wetlands for example uh, are beautiful they were used as rubbish tips and for shooters to shoot birds on. Mm. Well, those wetlands could become, they're so beautiful with all the birds and all the different species, that those wetlands could become Victoria's own kakadu. Mm. Kakadu of the south, yeah. Uh, e- even the, the Gunnawarra Shire Council up there is promoting those wetlands for tourism now, which is terrific. Mm. Uh, as Victoria's Kakadu mm. and, and that's where the money is and also you've got a lot of indigenous wetlands like at Bort and you've got the Jaja Wurong people who own those wetlands and, and they don't want duck shooting on, on their wetlands they want tourism because that's where I mean duck shooters destroy the wetlands, they you know, there are bark trees that they cut down for firewood, and mm. uh, there are middens. There, there are burial sites which get knocked over by shooters' vehicles just about every year, mm. and and it's uh, so, so the indigenous clans, the Yorta Yorta people, the the Jaja Wurong, and, and a lot of other clans don't want duck shooters on their wetlands, and of course, once tourism comes in. Uh, they'll be running their own tourism mm. uh, businesses, and that—that's the really good part about it. So we should vote no for for duck shooters. <laughs> vote no for duck shooters. Yes. Yeah. The um, when when you used to when you stood for um, Don Chips Democrats, that gave you a chance to sort of voice. Was it a good chance to yeah discuss all these? Yes. In those days, you couldn't get in by standing for. Independent uh, as an independent or with Don Chip's party because uh, it, it was, we, we had the preferential system which meant you needed fifty percent of the vote to get in mm. and you would only get five seven percent at the most but it gave you the opportunity to campaign and to lobby and you'd go to business talks in the morning you'd go to a business breakfast and you would talk about nature based tourism. Mm. And nature-based tourism is now starting to come in. Mm. It's taken a long time and a lot of talking, mm. but it's finally happy. But did you get a chance to, like, where people opposing your point of view in public? Then that you got a chance to sort of overcome what their issues. Yeah, because the shooters were opposed to tourism because yeah. they they wanted the wetlands for themselves. Okay. And in two thousand and nine, we caught field and game. This is the, the end of the thirteen-year drought. Field and game stealing water from the Latrobe River to put water into their wetlands. private wetland, Hearts Morass, two weeks before the opening of the duck shooting season. 
and we got photographs of them stealing water through two water locks mm. instead of giving it to the government which would have been hushed up we gave it to the media and Southern River Water who's in charge of allocating water from mm. the Latrobe River uh, investigated and prosecuted Field and Game mm. I mean it's it's a big situation, isn't it, now when you've got um, the problems with flood, with rivers and controls yeah. and you've got an area just for shooting, yeah. taking water into a wetland yeah. for all the wrong reasons, really. Yes. Is there many private spots where the shooting goes on? Yes, they can shoot on their own properties. Yeah. But, of course, the, um, the big wetlands are the, are the Commonwealth wetlands yeah. and, and Victorian wetlands and... They were all, they get more people. A farm yeah. dam might get a certain amount of birds, but there, there are sometimes you know thirty thousand birds, or they used to be, on on the big wetlands like Lake Bulloak, because mm. Lake Bulloak would be about eight kilometres by fifteen in the early days. I, I know that lake, and yeah. uh, we we worked out how to work it mm. with a rescue team and. Mm. Uh, uh, so, so the rescue team would not only rescue birds and bring out illegally shot, protected and threatened species, but by stopping birds from getting to the shooters also saved the, a lot of birds from being shot. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and what we found was with all the media coverage, the 100,000 duck shooters uh, in, in Victoria, their numbers just kept dwindling. Yeah. And their numbers drop to, uh, well, they make up only 0.2% of Victoria's population today. Mm. So there's less than 8,000 duck shooters. Mm. But we did come close to getting duck shooting banned in 1988. Oh. Joan Kerner was the conservation minister and she wanted to ban duck shooting in Victoria after only two years of campaigning. But she could only do it if the New South Wales government banned duck shooting at the same time. And Barry Unsworth was the Premier in New South Wales at the time. He'd taken over from Neville Rann. Mm. Neville Rann was a popular Premier. Barry Unsworth wasn't. And Unsworth was facing an election uh, in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And so after a lot of negotiating... In fact, I was in Joan Kerner's reception room at the time and she came out or her advisor came out and said that we, they won't be going ahead with the band because Barry Unsworth in New wouldn't, South Wales couldn't, wouldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And that yeah. was the chance when you look back on it. Yeah. And then Labor lost office, of course, in 1992 and Kennett came in. And no chance then. No chance then. So has there been any, any chances? What's the next opportunity for? Well, we're close now. Yeah. And, and we, we believe that the parliamentary inquiry into duck shooting was set up to give the government the opportunity to ban duck shooting because the inquiry had found that it should be banned. And it's just a matter then of doing it and what will be the repercussions for the government? <laughs> well, I, I think it, it'll be very popular for the government yep. because the vast majority, I mean, all the, all the surveys that we've done b between really 70 to, to 90% of 
Victorians, both city and country, want duck shooting banned. Yeah, it's Ken, the 1.0, would you say, 0.4%? Duck shooting numbers make up 0.2% of the... Yeah, can that influence a government? That's the interesting thing. Yeah. What, what can they, how can they blackmail a government to stop... Well, they that? can't really, and that's why the unions are trying to, at the moment, trying to stir their members up into opposing duck shooting. Mm. But most union members don't go duck shooting Mm. because when you've only got 0.2% of all Victorians who are duck shooters, uh, hundreds of thousands of union reps can't be going duck shooting because the numbers, the only way they could be shooting birds is illegally, not legally. Mm. Which is a different problem altogether then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't think they are, they're not. Yeah. It, it's really, the, if you've only got 0.2% of Victorians who are duck shooters, yeah. there's only a handful of duck shooters. Yeah. So what the union bosses are saying is that there are thousands of, of their union reps and, and members who want to go duck shooting is just a fallacy. Mm. And, and also... They're and trying to get in with fishing too, aren't they? They're trying to, yeah, well, they're... They're trying to say that the government's going to ban fishing. That's not so. That, that's a straight-out lie. Yeah, yeah. And what they're doing is just they're trying to scare yeah. union members into... Dirty tricks. Dirty tricks. <laughs> Do you come... Over the years, have you come up against a lot of dirty sort of stuff that happens? Or like... <laughs> Yeah, you do get things occasionally, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't seem to worry you, like you haven't been put off your game? No. You know? you ex- you've got to expect the worst all the time mm. Mm. Uh, and, and plan for the best. Mm. So that's been your way you've done it from the beginning, have you? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the harder you hit your opponents, the harder they'll hit back. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared for that all the time. Yeah. And the way we fight, we fight openly. The media's always there. It's an honest fight, and it's been a very effective. You say we, but you've always been the face of duck shooting, yeah. and so you would get a lot of it in the neck yourself because you're the one that's represented. Well, in the early days, I used to get a lot of threats. Did you? Uh, a lot. And did that take a while to adjust to that? Because I, I don't know if I'd deal with that very well. Uh, well, the first I don't time... Like, I don't know if I like... Don't like people the, not the, liking me. The, the, <laughs> the first time... Uh, the first time was very early in the piece, and I called the police, and yeah. they just said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. And we're uh, shooters, by the way, so we're probably... <laughs> <laughs> so that just went on for a long time, and uh, uh, you got used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you always watch your back at night and things like that when you were going home or when mm. you're parking your car. But um, And particularly, it's a most dangerous... Like, if you oppose, say, something else like um, not the whales or you're doing something there, there's like a... You know, there is obviously some danger. I would have been scared of the whale's tail, for instance. Not, it wasn't an issue, but yeah. when you're going up against people who actually... Their job is shooting things... Mm. And, you know, in the ones I experienced were partial, partial to having a few drinks before in, in the day, you yeah, know. Yeah, So, I mean, that's a dangerous place to be, isn't yeah, it? it is. No, no doubt about it. And rescuers risk their lives mm. by being out there. Mm. Um, uh, I had one incident in the 90s where 
Uh, I woke up about quarter to seven. I heard fire engines. I looked out the window and there was flame shooting up in, past my windows. And what had happened, I lived in a block of units and five cars uh, and a motorcycle that were parked under my unit had been torched. And, you know... So they were t- going after you? Well... Intimidating you? I don't know. You don't know, yeah. But the police thought it was uh, a case of mm. trying to send a warning out to mm. me. But the police said whoever did it turned the sprinkler system off. So deliberate? So they had to have done some work on... Yeah, it had yeah. to have been a, a deliberate thing. Yeah. They didn't find out who did it. Yeah. And you've seemed to have the personality where you just stay focused yeah. on what you're going to do. It's not going to put you off. Probably makes you more determined, does it? Makes you more determined to go in harder against them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's, it's just a sideshow winning the war. There's only one prize, and that's stopping yeah. the banning, yeah. really, yes. isn't it? Yes. But I guess you position yourself each year on are they getting stronger or am I getting stronger or you know I guess the strength the strength that you probably don't realise is is that if you're not on TV every duck season people are going what's happened to Laurie I know that because someone said that to me <laughs> yes <laughs> well well, you see we don't get the media coverage these days oh, that we used to because there are so few shooters yes it, it's not exciting out there like it used to be. How important is to stamp it out completely, though? Oh, we're fighting to stamp it out. Because environmentally, the impact will be huge because all of a sudden those areas won't be used for those purposes and those hides won't be getting built and all that sort of stuff that goes on well, around Well, all, all of those magnificent wetlands will be used for tourism. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, that's where the mm. the money is for for people living in yeah. Kerrang and, and other parts of the state. It's the tourism that could be bringing in. And it's the same with kangaroos. Mm. You know, it's tourism that brings the money in, not shooters. Mm. And shooters are just destroying. Mm. And wildlife numbers with climate change are, are becoming more scarce. And, and so there's a big battle there as well. The, um, you see, you can sort of see with kangaroos, there's a business element to it. Like in the harvesting, they get 50 bucks kangaroo or 40 bucks kangaroo or something. And the, um, you know, the farmers in their own mind think that shooting kangaroos, you know, protects their fences and they've got like an investment part. But I thought duck shooting was all for like the restaurants, you know, like I thought it was like a business. No. They, they can't sell. And they don't have any of that. It's just no. straight for fun. It's or purely recreational. Recreational, yeah. 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 Of course, when you had 100,000 duck shooters, mm. it was a frightening place to be on the wetlands in those days. Mm. And probably is a business supporting that is supported by the duck shooters then. Well, well the gun They're shops... They're all wearing waders and... The gun shops used to make money. And when we first started... Even the major newspapers in the lead-up to the duck shooting season would run a 40-page supplement Mm. uh, on guns, ammunition, boats, uh, waders and all the paraphernalia tents that that duck shooters needed. After about two years of the duck campaign running, all of those uh, advertising pamphlets disappeared. Oh. It wasn't the done thing anymore. Yeah. And, you know, that gave us a lot of hope. Yeah. Uh, duck shooters now know that they 
a minority in Victoria mm. and it's coming to an end. And the, the, the unions now opposing the banning of duck shooting, this is really a last-ditch uh, effort by them to, to put a stop to the ban. But the ban will go ahead. And this will be something that Daniel Andrews would do when he's in a strong position, which he's in right now. Oh, he couldn't be in a stronger position. I mean, uh, you don't have a Liberal Party anymore. Well, he could be in a stronger position because he could have that Liberal leader from last time wanting to stand again. <laughs> he was never going to win. No. I can't remember his name, but... but uh, No, so the Libs are in a lot of trouble. They're in a lot of trouble, yeah. that's right. And, and even... I mean, Daniel Andrews won the last election. Yeah, it was amazing. So, so Labor's not being challenged. Yeah. By, by the Liberals at all. And they've got a free run. And, and yet, if you read the Herald Sun, you would think that they the, the whole of Victoria hates Daniel, Daniel Andrews. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the Herald Sun have been pretty good to us as have well. They? They're, they're very good on the on the duck issue. The, the so what's their position? on is, it, is that because of the part of the paper it falls in that's not... Well, it is political. Well, well we get great media coverage in the oh. Sun as well as the Age. Yeah. You know, the Age in, in 1993, or 1994, ran a wonderful, the first editorial. The, the headline of the editorial was Duck Shooting Should Be Banned. And the first line is said that duck shooting is not a sport, it's an obscenity. Hmm. And a pretty powerful headline, isn't it? Amazing. You would love seeing that. Oh, yes. Obscenity. So, yeah. So sometimes bringing in people who like a wordsmith and something, they can bring in a different picture of the whole thing, can't yes. they? Thanks for listening. Nick and Laurie continue their chat in our next episode.